Hey Ash, how's it going? Hello, Greg. I'm good. I'm I'm very well. How are you? Awesome. Yeah, doing good. The weather's warming up. Um, so yeah, all good. All good. You didn't yeah. join us on the last episode, I didn't, which will be I coming didn't. out Tuesday. This Tuesday. How are you feeling better? I was very poorly, but I'm better now. I've never missed. I know an episode. In two and a half years that's pretty good i know i know i know but health comes first and if you're not feeling right and it was a monster of an episode to get through which I, loved, I love the topic as well and yeah. i love the guy we spoke to him. yeah it's a bit got it to have missed it but so welcome back though welcome back um and we're back on the haunted pub crawl route again it's been a we couple are. of weeks i think so so where are you where are you heading first then? So I'm in Manchester. Um, great. Well, great Manchester, I guess, in the little town suburb of Middleton. Okay. In, in Great Manchester. And a pub known as the Ringer Bells, obviously a very common type of name for a pub that's just bringing the picture up for anyone watching on YouTube. Oh, yep. Yep. So quite very a standard looking yeah very flat very flat no it's a lot of, a lot of pubs have got white fronts haven't they painted white a lot of the ones maybe we look at them got stand paint. out maybe yeah i suppose maybe because back in the day people couldn't read yeah that's why i like pictures and stuff on it like the emblem and like, like if you have got, horses or whatever exactly if you go to a hairdresser's there's always a spinning tube outside that's red and blue and white. Mm. That's because that's to signify it's a, a barbers for people who couldn't read back in the day. And that's oh. why farm pharmacies are colored green. They've got like green versions as well. So people can see that it's a pharmacy. Oh, interesting. And it dates back to the old times where reading wasn't really a thing. Mm. There we go. Didn't know that. You're welcome. So, this pub is built on actually built on the land of a druid temple. Oh, dating back to the Bronze Age, which was like five thousand years ago or something stupid. Mm. Um, so the land itself has had buildings on it for a long, long, long time, and the druids were in some weird shit, like rituals, human sacrifice, and all these different kind of things that they did um so that's sort the of land if that's had all that sort of stuff happening on it could have some like special power or some energy mm. left over from from all that type of stuff all, all them years ago i mean like up to five thousand years ago a lot's happened i can imagine <laughs> yeah and the foundations of the pub itself therefore today all the way back to saxon times um Again, pretty, pretty long time ago. The Saxon Times was from 400 AD till 1066. Wow. So over, pretty much over a thousand years ago. Um, so the foundations are that old. But, and some parts of the building date back to the 12th century. So some of the walls and stuff are that old. So wow. a lot of, a lot of, a lot of history mm. um, in this pub, very, very old. 
and it's quite famous for being um, a haunted pub. It's been on Amazon TV shows and stuff in the past. Okay, and they do cool. whole panel investigation nights there as well. So maybe it's one to yeah add to us to go to one day. Definitely. Building on the events of last week. So mm-hmm. going to more paranormal stuff with a bit of a story to go with this one. The pub is haunted by the ghost of a sad cavalier who's been named Edward, who was murdered by Cromwell's army when they passed through the town back in the Civil War times. Said to appear wearing royalist uniform in front of regulars and landlords, hunters have also heard heavy footsteps on the upper floors, as well as peculiar moans and grunts. Which we're assuming the place is empty when they're hearing (laughs) moans and grunts. Um, and there's also been reports of stones being thrown at the staff and guests. Edward could potentially be the son of Lord Stanicliffe, who they were both royalists and they were using the pub as a secret base, as Middleton itself was quite a strong parliamentarian area and camp. So they used to have like secret meetings and stuff in this pub. And there was a tunnel that ran from the pub to a nearby parish church which they had as an escape route in case they were ever kind of discovered. And that's what happened. So this group of royalists, mm-hmm. including Edward and his dad, the the, the um, parliamentarians kind of got wind that they were camping out there. And so they did a bit of a siege. So the group went to the tunnel, ran to the, ran to the church, but in the church... Round heads were already waiting for them. Oh wow! They knew that that, that basically ambushed them to get them to yeah, like a rabbit hole wow. type thing. Uh, and they were soon brutally massacred, dismembered, and buried in the cellar of the pub. Nice, very, very nice. Moving on, a couple of hundred years. The group, nope. So moving on, a couple of hundred years. Others speculate that the Ring of Bells was the site of a further 60 murders perpetrated by a pair of serial killer landlords that lived there in the 1600s. Well, not too dissimilar to a story we spoke about in the Paranormal United States series. Um, was it the, the Lorry House? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's one of I think where so, yeah. They basically lured people to come to their mm-hmm. pub and then ended up stealing them, <laughs> stealing from them, killing them, and getting rid of the bodies. And it's quite similar to, to that story. So all of this could explain why there's been lots of paranormal activity happening in the pub. There's cold spots close to the walls where the bodies are supposedly hidden, including okay. one room, which is always much colder than any other room in the in the property even in the summer, and dogs will either not want to go in there or they tend to just stand and bark at one particular corner in this room, even though there's apparently there's there's nothing there. In the pub itself, an invisible hand's been known to pull on the pockets of drinkers. Nice. Maybe some old-timer still trying to steal from the punters. And there are many reports of pint glasses moving and falling off tables. And one time, a Coca-Cola glass in the middle of a row of glasses, so just stood on the bar, one of them just inexplicably exploded. Oh, wow. Massive bang. Just just one of them just exploded, just stood there on the 
Interesting. Yeah. On the bar. Well, I'll still behind the bar. So, yeah, there's um, obviously you get all the usual knocks on doors, hearing voices and stuff like that as well. And I say heavy footsteps coming from upstairs when no one's up there. So, very peculiar, old, very old. Yeah. yeah. Historic pub. Very old, yeah. Yeah. Does look like one we need to to get ourselves to, considering the last week or so we've been to a couple of places. So, mm. yeah, nice. Definitely. Nice, nice. Cool. So for mine, I am also going to Greater Manchester. Awesome. And I did think to myself, as soon as you were starting to big it up, I thought, here we go. So the old man and Scythe in Bolton, Greater Manchester. So this pub, this is reportedly the fourth oldest pub in the country. Nice. It's quite interesting. Um, and it was first recorded being mentioned in the charter on 1251. So for that's been specifically named as a building and as a pub called the Man and Scythe. So that's wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then over the last sort of 760 odd years, it's been rebuilt a number of times, changed hands multiple times, as you can imagine, and it's in its fair share of, of, of strangeness. But for part of the 1600s, it was owned by the family of James Stanley, who was the seventh Earl of Derby. So a little bit out of his way. And on May the 28th, 1644, Stanley was responsible for more than a thousand people being murdered in Bolton. But yeah, on the day, <laughs> a thousand. And you think, wow. sort of global population back then was nowhere near like the eight billion it is now. You're talking, I don't even know, probably millions globally yeah. rather than billions. So a thousand people—that's quite a quite a massacre. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And the incident, which became known as the Bolton Massacre, was said to be revenge for a siege on Stanley's home, Latham House, earlier that year, in which several Bolton men were involved. So he did not muck about. Jeez. So it wasn't until the Battle of Worcester, which was seven years later, when Stanley was eventually captured and brought back to Bolton under a military escort to be put to death. And he was beheaded on the Market Cross opposite where the swan stands today on October the 15th, 1651. Stanley spent his last few hours inside the family's pub, mostly in the prayer room, as you probably would, trying to plead for clemency, I expect. And his ghost is now said to haunt its cellar. To this day, a chair he is said to have sat on remains inside the building. So interesting place to mm. go and go and have a look at and there you'd think the story might end is the normal stuff is is doing it new 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 so i've got two bits coming up for you now cool. so i was doing my research obviously for the episode and i found out something very strange so here we go 
strap yourself in. So this is the headline. And I would I would tell you the story behind it. So the, the, the headline is that a town centre pub is refusing to give up the ghost after its famous spectre was stolen by a Chinese artist. What? That's just like, what? So, Lu Pingwan claims to have captured the ghost of James Stanley, 7th Earl of Derby, who is, as I just mentioned, said to haunt the old man and scythe. So, a sealed metal canister supposedly containing the spirit went on display at the Centre for Chinese Contemporary Art in Manchester, unbeknown to the pub's owner, Richard Greenwood, after the artist became captivated by the story and travelled from Shanghai to Bolton to catch the ghost. After discovering that the town's oldest pub is now missing its favourite phantom, <laughs> pub, pub landlord Mr Greenwood is determined to, have it, determined to have it returned to its rightful home. In a letter to Mr Lou, he said, I would... I would like to have been privy to your actions and indeed to the exhibition before the ghost of James Stanley was taken out of Bolton. His ties to the town and the old man's scythe run very deeply. I feel very strongly that Sir James Stanley's, I don't mean it's not a laughing matter, but the whole thing's mad, <laughs> ghost should remain in Bolton and at the pub to preserve the natural order of things. That said, I do believe that your exhibition should travel and be seen by many people around the world, and I'd like to contribute to this as long as at the end of your exhibition it returns home. Mr Greenwood has offered to donate the chair um, that uh, the Earl was sat at um, on the agreement that both it and the ghost are returned at the end of the tour. And weirdly... Um, he was also supposed to be a royalist commander. So um, Mr. Lou came across this story after seeing CCTV footage that emerged in 2014, which appeared to show a ghoulish presence at one end of the bar. The artist, who claims he followed the ghost into the pub's bathroom before, <laughs> before performing, and this is what I... I didn't really want to get this far. Before performing an incantation to trap it, rather than performing any kind of sex act, um, he said, I was totally captivated by the legend that the ghost remained in the human world long after its decapitation. I wish him to exist and be treated as real artwork and present him around the globe, getting the respect and tribute from people everywhere. I told his ghost about my proposal the second time I visited this place and Jay... James Stanley agreed that I could put him into a jar in order to exhibit him in galleries and museums alike. Uh, my original thought is that after the World Tour of Exhibitions, I would discuss with him and ask him if he would prefer to stay like this as a piece of artwork or go back to the ye old man and scythe. So what did he do? <laughs> did he come back? No, that's it. They're, they're just, it's, it's ongoing. Uh, However, there was just mention there of CCTV footage. Mm. I have the CCTV footage. Awesome. So look directly in the middle in a moment. There'll be lots of flickering of lights. And then look what appears in the middle. I mean, what, what was that? The whole thing's so weird. Mm-hmm. 
let me i'll just go back to that middle bit so just in in the middle of the screen so it's 6 17 a.m in 2014 on valentine's day weirdly but the the cctv cameras went off at 6 18 a.m and this was the last bits that they recorded There it is. So much going on. Mm. It's crazy, isn't it? I are the curtains moving? Or is that I think it's just the the light switch all flickering. That's so I think yeah. So very strange. Very strange. So fourfold is Pope in Great Britain and has got this Royalist commander potentially haunting it after being executed outside following his massacre of a thousand people in Bolton on a particular day. That's mad like tra tragedy like, right there. I think it's not that long ago. I mean it is a long time like, talking but it's not that long. Mm. It's gonna feel like it's just mad just to think that people are just like beheaded in public and mm -hmm. it's just a part of life. It's, it's just mental mad, like, how yeah. life was. Yeah, and About how that long ago, compar comparably exactly, and how far we've come as a society now that that's sort of kind of seen as like, oh Jesus, imagine. We... So yeah, that is the old man and scythe in Bolton. Awesome.